podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. We have a jam-packed show, so we're not going to spend a lot of time. We're going to get to our two fantastic guests. First up, Elisa Woods, Timeline Podcast, is joining us for our Big 12 Dream Road Trip. We are going to pick one game each week this season, 1 through 13, that we would go to if money was not a problem. And I have a lot of fun. This is good. this is this is one of my favorite things to do. I love doing this pod. Elisa is a fantastic guest, great guest to do this with. Then Rocky Osborne of Fire the Cannon is going to join us for a bit of an existential question about the University of Texas, who has won three national championships, has a runner-up, uh, has like 13 Big 12 titles this year. But obviously, football and men's basketball disappointing. So can you gauge this as a successful year for Texas? Is it a successful sports year for Texas, or does football having to find a new head coach tarnish the entire thing? Really good conversation with Rocky. Excited to have you guys enjoy that. Speaking of Texas, if you don't know by now, this Saturday, week three, a big new Saturday season two for home field apparel is none other than the Texas Longhorns. And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, am I excited. We told you two Big 12 teams were coming. We've got the first one coming up this weekend. And so here's what you need to know. Promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, gets you 20% off your first order at Homefield Apparel. Your first order, 20% off on the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel there is. If you are a Texas fan and you haven't been to Homefield Apparel yet, what are you doing? Like go check it out. All you have to do to, to feel excited is just go look at the last two weeks. The first two weeks of Big New Saturday Season 2 and what they have put out for Notre Dame and LSU. I am not a Notre Dame or LSU fan, and I want some of the Notre Dame or LSU shirts. Now, I'm not going to buy them. I have enough self-control not to buy Notre Dame or LSU here, but good grief, they've got some good stuff. I can only imagine what is going to be unveiled for Texas this Saturday. So that promo code, 1012, 20% off your first order. All orders of $70 or more get free shipping. Now, let me just say this real quick before we wrap this up. If you follow Homefield Apparel on Twitter, they track big new Saturday sales and they keep a ranking to show how each school does. And it includes season one. Notre Dame is now the current winner. LSU, I think, is in second place now. So Texas, you have a huge opportunity to be the best-selling school for big new Saturday. All I'm going to say is this. Texas, get to number one. You want to be at number one. You want to be at number one and, and as dominant number one as you possibly can be because I know who's coming next week. You want to be at number one. Just trust me on this. Just just trust me on this. You want to be at number one because I know the other school's coming. You want to be at number one. There's another Big 12 school coming. It's a little bit later on. I'm very excited for you to find out what that is. Just remember that promo code 1012. Get 20% off your first order. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel there is. All right, do us a favor, follow us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Follow us on the gram at 1012pod. We do post some exclusive stuff there when I can actually get around to it. I am am so sorry. Uh, Shoot us a DM if you've got any questions. Leave us a rating and a review. Look, I know the new iTunes app sucks. The new iTunes podcast app sucks. But if you are like me and you still use it, do us a favor, leave us five stars and a review. I would love to see a new review. I would really, really would love to. So if you if you would do us a favor and do so, that would be awesome. If there is another site, if there is another way that you listen to our podcast that does ratings and reviews, leave us five stars and a review. I don't know who else does. I don't think anybody else does. I think it's just iTunes, and it helps. So let's see. Homefield Apparel, Twitter, Instagram, rating review. Two great guests coming up. Let's get to them right now. Hey everyone, this is Brady Trantham. I'm Keegan Renault. And, and we, we run, run the, the Inside, Inside OU, OU podcast. podcast. Ever wonder what Lincoln Riley is up to? Ever wonder what a leak route is? What inexplicable loss did the Sooners suffer this time? We cover that and more on the Inside OU Podcast. Every week we drop a new episode on Thursday during the offseason. During the season, we bump it up to two times a week. If that isn't enough for you, feel free to follow our Patreon page at Through the Keyhole for more in-depth Sooner and college football coverage. Beat the rush, follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boomer!
it is time to take our dream road trip for the 2021 college football season. Big 12 edition, because obviously it's a Big 12 podcast and I, I don't really want to spend a bunch of time on SEC games. Uh, very excited to do this with a first-time guest who I'm happy to have here on the show. Elisa Woods, one half of the Title IX podcast. If you Iowa State fans should know her. Elisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. This is one of those fun exercises to do every year. Uh, and for, for those who've never heard of a dream road trip or road trip podcast or, or read an article about it, here, here's typically the rules. Um, the idea is if, if money was not a concern uh, and you could go to a college football game every week of the 2021 season, what game would you pick? And obviously with, as a, a Big 12 podcast, we're only going to do games that involve the Big 12, obviously. Um, and luckily this year, there's not a lot of of Thursday, Friday night games. In, in There's really like none in conference until Thanksgiving weekend. So we don't have to deal with the like, can I travel from <laughs> game A to game B without a time machine? Because that's not realistic. Um, <laughs> so we don't have to deal with that. Um, so we're going to go 1 through 13, and you and I have, have our list, and we're going to pick the games that we are most interested in, kind of ex- and explain why. Um, so, Elisa, as our, our first-time guest here, I'm going to let you lead things off. Week 1, September 4th, because there are no Week 0 Big 12 games, <laughs> where are you headed out of the gate? Okay, so we talked about this right before we started to record, and I think that I am going to do Stanford versus Kansas State at Arlington. And here, this is literally the only reason why is that I was a Dallas Cowboys fan growing up. Um, no longer a Dallas Cowboys fan, moved to New Orleans when they won the Super Bowl. You know, I am jumped the bandwagon over with the Saints and I've stayed with them, which is ironic because that year that they won Super Bowl, their only loss was to Dallas. So anyways, anyways. Um, so this is where I'm going because I've just always wanted to go there. I don't, I'm not particularly excited about this game, but I'm just excited about like the surroundings, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was one of my alternates. Obviously, I would, uh, Arlington, Texas will also be the home of the Big 12 title game, which will be later in the season. So I can get there then. I've uh, been right. there before. So uh, location did impact me because we have a list of games here, like, like we mentioned. There's not a great game on the list, but there's a lot of good games on the list. We have this Stanford, Kansas State, Texas Tech versus Houston at NRG Stadium in Houston. Uh, Louisiana, Texas could be a good game. It's an interesting game one, but I decided this week to go with location. And so because of that, I'm going to go to Oklahoma at Tulane in New Orleans to kick off the season. The opportunity to go to New Orleans um, (laughs) and just eat. Like the game is 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 a secondary thing here because I think Oklahoma is going to win pretty handily, but it is like Tulane is kind of fun. It is a unique and weird matchup. Oklahoma is going on the road to open the season and they're big, you know, with everything they have in front of them. How do they look in week one? How does Spencer Rattler look? So I am interested in the game, but more than anything, I just want to go eat some 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 gumbo. Heck yes. And some Cajun food and listen to the music. Like I'm going for New Orleans more than I'm going for for this game. So that's that feels like the good good way to start a college football season for me. I think honestly, I think you convinced me. Can I just go with you? Yeah, we'll okay. go together. It'll be cool. Okay, great. Yeah, I just I just want to go with you. No, I lived in New Orleans, like I said, the year that the Saints won the Super Bowl. I was working at a horse track, which coincidentally, the jockey's cafeteria at that horse track has the best jambalaya that I've ever had. <laughs> Random. Like, I, people are like, oh, do you love the jambalaya here? Do you? Lo-? Nope. Only at the jockey's cafeteria. So if you That's if you find your way to the horse track there and um, can weasel your way up to that um, jockey's cafeteria, maybe the maybe the cook's still there, but it's delicious. Very good. Very good. Okay. Week two, uh, September 11th. Lisa, where are you going? I mean, it, is it bad to be a homer? No, you can, you can, this is your dream road trip. You can go wherever you want. This is my dream road trip. And although my actual dream road trip is just to follow Iowa State around, I'm going to, I'm going to try and step outside of that and say, I'm going to watch ISU versus Iowa this week. So, I mean, it's, um, 
our biggest rivalry, I would be lying to say that it's not the game that I want to be watching. I, like many other games, will just be in a corner in the fetal position, like just stressed out for the whole game. But it is a must win for our season. If we do not win, I mean, if we don't win the first game, if we don't, if we don't win the first three games, I think that there will be a collective sadness um, with with the uh, fan base, um, a, a collective, like, we were prepared to be kicked in the ovaries, like, we get it, it you know, I, even the media here is like, temper your enthusiasm a little bit because this is Iowa State um but I'm pumped for this game and we missed it last year and so just the excitement um has built and I'm ready to I'm ready to be in the stadium I'm ready to do it it's a good it's a good pick I have it as one of my alternates because I think it's the best game of that weekend by far um I also thought about Kansas and Coastal Carolina because location again Conway South Carolina is a mere 30 minute drive from Myrtle Beach. So that seemed like a nice option, but that means I got to go watch Can and Coastal Carolina would be fun to watch, but that means I've got to watch uh, I've already got a Kansas game on my schedule. I don't I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. Um so I'm going somewhere else. Okay. I am intrigued by the matchup of Texas at Arkansas because it just seems like Texas should win that game, right? But you're in year 1, game 2 of Steve Sarkeesian's era, coming off a game against Louisiana, which is going to be tougher than people think. Up traveling to Fayetteville, which is a a lot more fun of a college town than people think. And their like strip is it's top notch, folks. If you've never been to Fayetteville and, and gone to their I forget what the name of it is, their college strip area, it's it's quite good. That game will probably be sold out. It will be an interesting game. Arkansas was better than people thought they would be last year. I, I think it's an it is a trap game for Texas in game two already. Like there, it sounds insane to say that the idea that Texas starting the season zero and two by facing Louisiana and Arkansas is is ludicrous. But it it's if they're two and zero, like it will be a solid two and zero for Texas. So I like Fayetteville; it's a fun town. I'm gonna go there for my game two because I'm I'm very intrigued by an interesting matchup. And again, it's some good drinking up there in Fayetteville. Yeah, I see. I like the direction that you went with this. There's a couple towns on my list that I'm like, I'm I'm legit just hitting the liquor store and sitting in my hotel after this game. <laughs> so I, I like the I like the direction that you took. Thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, week three, Lisa, where where are you headed? Um, I am going to scrape the bottom of the barrel and wish that this was actually a basketball game and go to Baylor at Kansas. It's okay. the, the first of the Big 12 games. I'm just such a Big 12 fan that I just want to, I just want to get into it. Like I'm, I don't, I do not want to wish the summer away, but I cannot wait for football season. And I'm, I'm just going to go do it. I'm not going to Kansas the rest of the year. And I would like to at least see the city I guess this one was just kind of like a, oh gosh, I don't know. I just want the big 12 to start and let's pretend that it is. So. Okay. Look, Lawrence is a fun college town. It is. It's, is it? It, it? Yes. I have been okay. to Lawrence. I've, I went to an Oklahoma state at Kansas game back when uh, um, Weiss was still there. It was okay. a terrible game. Uh, it rained in the third quarter and whatever. But Lawrence is a fun college town. Like, don't right. let the football team fool you into thinking, like, Lawrence isn't neat. Everything doesn't suck in Lawrence as bad as the football team does. Because remember, basketball's good. So yeah. you got to have some things to do. So it's not a bad pick. It's the first Big 12 game of the year. Um, you, I also no, I can tell by your face it's a horrible yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's a pick. It's a, it's a capital, G, uh, capital C choice. Um, I, I thought about Iowa State at UNLV for location. I've never been to yeah. Vegas before. I'm closer to 40 than, than not. And so I figure at some point, maybe um, I thought about Virginia Tech at West Virginia just because it's an it's an interesting non-conference game. But there is a, a Big 12 team going on the road to a spot I would never go to for any other reason than this game. Oklahoma State is going to Boise State and Boise, Idaho. And I'm not sure there what Boise, Idaho is like. I've never Google street mapped it. I couldn't tell you squat. But there it's always been intriguing to go and see the blue turf in person. And I, at my heart, I'm an Oklahoma State fan. I'm a Big 12 fan, but OSU is, my, I do bleed orange. Um, so the opportunity to see OSU go to Boise State, play on the weird blue turf, hopefully not wear orange on blue because that's going to be weird. 
Um, let's just go with let's just go with all white. That's fine. All white's not nice. It's good. <laughs> like I am. It's it's one of those like personal like this is an interesting non conference game for me as an OSU fan. I'm not gonna pass this one up. So that is where I'm going. With okay, all whites on a blue turf. You don't do a lot of laundry, do you? Uh, that's not my problem. I that's not <laughs> okay. Well, we fair can't, enough. You can't. You have to wear white when you're on the road. So <laughs> you're either doing like black, white, black, or gray. I don't want to okay. do all. Fair enough. Look. Orange on navy is one of my favorite color combos. Orange on that particular shade of blue, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I was really hoping Boise State would do their orange out that weekend, but I don't. For some reason, they're not gonna. I don't. I can't imagine why. Um, all right, week four Big Twelve schedule is officially underway, so obviously yes. I'll be making a Big Twelve pick. But where are you headed for week four, September twenty fifth? I am so tempted to just say I'm going to follow ICU around, but like I said, that would not make for a great podcast, and I have very little desire to go to Waco, Texas, just in general. Um, but I just would like to put this on the record, ISU. Let's make sure to get those tents approved ahead of time <laughs> because that was a bleep show okay that was a struggle um, but my true answer is going to be texas texas tech it's a bit of a rivalry but it's also kind of the start of the steve sarkeesian era at texas like i would just like to see them get into conference games also steve sarkeesian no relation to share who little known fact her last name is sarkeesian interesting did you know okay. that I, no, I didn't know that. No one knows Cher's last name, um, but it's Cher Sarkeesian. Probably a reason why no one knows that name, because it's hard to say. That is that is a mouthful, yeah. for sure. Um, um, but but that's where I'm going. Well, that's where I'm going. Alisa, I will see you there. That is the de- the game that I have on my schedule. And and I, I did consider a couple more. Um, Kansas State at OSU could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh Kansas at Duke is a winnable game for Kansas. It's a, it's a road game at Duke. I think the iron skillet between SMU and TCU is interesting. But Texas Tech, Texas was so weird last year. And I don't know that it'll be weird again this year. But it is an interesting game. And I, I want an opportunity to see Texas Tech season and, and Matt Wells' job rests on whether or not Tyler Shuck can be this guy that all the NFL scout prospect guys think he potentially could be, which is a first-run NFL draft pick, right? Yeah. And I think Texas Tech's season hinges on how good he is. I I want to go and see him in person. I think seeing him at Texas is a great opportunity and an interesting opportunity. So I am with you here. I'm going to go to Austin at the end of September, um, enjoy myself because Austin is a fun town, and and get a get a close personal look at at Tyler Shuck in Texas Tech. I love it. All right, week five. I know this week. This week, I know that you're not going to follow me, um, and I know that you're going to give me another like, why? But I'm oh. going home. I'm going home to see Iowa State beat the tar out of Kansas, and I don't care. I want to tailgate after missing out on it last year. I want to dance to the juicy wiggle. I want to see Brock and Brees with my own two eyes. I'm pumped for this conference home opener. I do not care. It, I don't care. I'm going home. I'm going to follow my heart. I don't care if it's a blowout. That's where I'm going. And I am tailgating. I'm watching the game. And then I'm going to Welch Avenue. And I don't care if I'm 36 years old. That's where I'm going. Lisa, homer it up all you want. No no qualms here. Um, that was not on my my list. I considered Texas at TCU. I considered Texas Tech at West Virginia. But seeing as how I just saw both those teams, or two of those teams last week, I wasn't going to. Um, I'm going to see if something can happen that there's just no way in the world it can happen. I'm going to Manhattan, Kansas to watch Oklahoma at Kansas State because somehow Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma the last two seasons. Okay. Can Coach Kleiman do the unthinkable and beat OU again? This is the time of the year when OU is always at its most gettable, which is early in the year, you know, September, early October. It's a game in Manhattan. Kleiman's 2-0. and I cannot imagine Oklahoma loses to Kansas State for a third straight season, but I didn't think it would happen last year either. So I'm going to OU at Kansas State because I am just super intrigued by what this game is going to be. It could be an absolute blowout, which wouldn't surprise me. But can Kansas State make it interesting for a third straight year? I want to see if it happens, and I want to see if it happens in person. I like it. Yeah, I'm that. It, I'm still, still shocked, shocked, <laughs> shocked. Uh, okay, week six. 
I mean, I only had one. There's only three games on the schedule. This one feels a little, little easy and obvious. Where, where are you going, Elisa? There's, there's only one game on the schedule. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you are not going to the Cotton Bowl to see the Red River Showdown, I just don't trust you. That's, that's it. Yes, we will. We will both be there. I mean, okay. So, truth is, I've never been to this game, and I would very much like to go and see it in person at some point for real. Like, yeah. in, in real life, for real life. Uh, I would like to see this. Game. I mean, the other options are TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Baylor. I mean, those will be fun games to just watch. But in person, I I've been to the Texas State Fair. It's a ton of fun. I've never been to this game. I would love to go just because I get to just be a neutral party and not care and sit somewhere in wherever and, and be happy with a good game. This is the only game you're picking this week, unless you are a fan of the other four teams who are playing. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I actually have a friend who works at the Cotton Bowl at Fair Park. So I think that he could get us the hookup with some good tickets. So. Okay. We're going to talk after this yeah. is recording because okay. we might, we might have to have a conversation. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, moving, moving out of Dallas to week seven, October 16th. Uh, we've got, we've got a few options here. Where are you going? Honestly, I cannot spend as many weeks in Texas as I would be um, without coming home with a pair of like spurs for my cowboy boots or something. Uh, So I guess I'm going to go over to Oklahoma, uh, follow them and see them play TCU just to get out of the state of Texas. Okay. Okay. I think that it could be, I think it could be a game. Um, it, It hadn't hit me yet when I was, uh, creating this that Oklahoma doesn't play anybody uh, the first three quarters of the season. Um, so uh, at this point, I uh, just want to go follow Oklahoma over and and see what that's all about. Yeah, this just hasn't been much of a – the OU-TCU just hasn't been like a great series as of late. Lincoln no. Riley just has Gary Patterson's number as, almost as, pretty much as much as he has – my Gundy's number, like it's yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, so I I I thought about that one. Uh, my two alternates here were OSU at Texas, just because I'm I'm interested in that game as an OSU fan. It's always it's always fun. Um, and BYU at Baylor, our last non-conference game, which is late in the season because BYU schedules their games. Baylor just stole stole BYU's offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, and now they're going to face BYU, which won't be the same BYU team. So it's an interesting non-conference game this late in the season, but it's in Waco, so I care less. I said nice things about Lawrence before. I needed to have Kansas on the schedule somewhere. So I'm going to Lawrence for Texas Tech at Kansas. Okay. Um, I, I want to see Texas Tech again. Um, this is one of, I think, Kansas's f- best shots at getting a Big 12 win this season. I think it's one of their only shots at getting an, a second or third win I know I'm saying three. That's an insane thing to say about, about Kansas football, but they have an FCS team and they get to go to Duke and let's not act like Duke is good. They're not. Um, so it's not, that is a, it'll be interesting to see what, what Leipold does in Lawrence with his Kansas team showing up late. But this is Kansas's best shot for a win in Big 12 play to my, in my opinion. And I know that sounds really insulting to Texas Tech, but it's partially because it's a home game. Um, so I, I'm going to go here. This is what I'm going to go with. I'm going to, I'm going to go watch this matchup and, and maybe tech blows them out. Maybe they do. But again, Lawrence is a cool college town. This is a, it's a must win game for tech to me. Um, you know, our good friend, Jan Alexander with his, his nice big bet on whether or not Texas tech can, can hit the over, uh, four and a half games. This one matters because if Texas tech doesn't win this one, they're definitely not going to hit over four and a half. I don't know if they're going to hit four and a half. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I'm going to Lawrence. That's right. Okay. That sounds great. That's great. <laughs> Good okay. for you. Good so for we're both, you. We're both going to Lawrence. You know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Just We're just going there. Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Week eight. We've got four options on the table here. Where are you going, Elisa? I'm just going to, I'm just going to come home. I'm going to Oklahoma State at ISU. Are you coming with me? I am joining you yes. there in Ames for Iowa State, Oklahoma State. It's just, this is my Oklahoma State fandom to some extent weighing in. Uh, and look, I'm going to say this, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. The only way that Matt Campbell has been able to beat Matt Gundy is by sneaking in a Brock Purdy. No one knew who he was midway through a first quarter and running away with the game. Otherwise, Matt Campbell can't beat Matt Gundy. So unless he's got a, another quarterback just hiding somewhere he's going to throw out there in the middle of the first quarter, I'm going to go with this might be the game again where Iowa State 
perfect season gets disrupted and, and Brocktober doesn't stay perfect again. Okay, interesting. Um, and we do possibly have another quarterback. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Brock Purdy, take the bench. We're putting right. in someone else. Uh-huh, there's, sure. there's one thing that I know for sure about Iowa State, and that is that we will wear black. And that is all I know about Iowa State for sure. There's a good chance this is a night game. Iowa State will be in black. I hope OSU is just in orange or white. Like, bring it. Um, I will say this for Iowa State and Oklahoma State. I think there's a certain, like, I think there's a certain like respectful distaste for each other, but but it is more respectful than distasteful. And we are all happy to drink ourselves under the table, win, lose, or whatever. I love it. And if we if I Iowa State wins, I will show you around. If we do not win, um, I'm just pretend I don't show, I don't know you. So that's fair. That's understandable. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, so moving on to week nine. Alisa, where do you want to go here? So the siren song of Joanna Gaines has finally called me to Waco, Texas, and I'm going to visit the silos and see Texas at Baylor. Joanna Gaines is the only thing that could bring me to Waco, Texas, and um, she better whip me up some average-looking baked goods because I am going to Magnolia something. I'm going to buy some stuff, and then I'm going to go that game. Fair. Fair. Um, just, just so everyone knows, I do not have a game at Baylor. Ooh. So I'm, I'm not going to Waco. Okay. Do you want Joanna Gaines doesn't do it for me. Do you me. want me so, to pick you up something? Uh, I'll ask my wife. Okay. She would be more interested. Great. I always joke that Magnolia is basically just like if if a Pinterest board was real life, that is that is Magnolia. Yes. Um, I consider Texas Tech at Oklahoma. It's a sometimes fun series. Uh, I considered Iowa State at West Virginia because it's such an interesting game. But I am going, I'm going back to Manhattan, Kansas for TCU at Kansas State. I don't know why, but this this seems like a fun matchup, and it's two teams that like don't have a rivalry. But I also think they're both kind of like get this weird side eye, like oh, it's you, yeah, at each other. Like they don't. It's one of those like I don't care about you, but deep down you kind of do because you don't like each other for some reason. I think this is just a fun game. Like, I, and that's where I was kind of like, I've got. I want to, you know, have a variety of teams on the schedule, not just see the same teams all the time. TCU at Kansas State's a fun one. Because, again, it's a weird week of matchups where you're like, there's not like a marquee one. So I can get a little bit two teams that I think will be vying for that top half of the conference. I'm going to go with TCU Kansas State. Right. I've never been to Manhattan. I've always – that is on my list. I've been to Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas – uh, Oklahoma State and TCU. I, I have not been to the others yet. Obviously, some are a little bit further away from where I am located. But I, I would very much like to go to Manhattan, Kansas, and, and see a game. Honestly, that's the reason I'm going later in the season. So good to know. Ooh, there's a tease. There's a tease. Okay, <laughs> uh, moving on down to Week Ten, uh, November sixth. Alisa, where are you going? I'm gonna go back home. I'm going to Texas ISU. I know. I'm, oh, yeah. I told you at the beginning I was not gonna be a homer, no, but really, no, no. like I am a homer. I get this game. Um, I do. I, get I, it. I feel like I'm following Texas around a little bit, but I am just so intrigued by what Steve Sarkeesian can do with this team, and I wonder if they can crack. Um, if they can, I guess, crack the code to be better than they they were really not that bad um last time so i'm just i'm i want i would like to see this season i would just like to see texas at iowa state and i i just want to come back home for a little bit sleep in my own bed i think this is the best game of the week and it's in my my alternates and i think i had it originally but i went through like i said last night and i noticed that i had a couple of teams that i wasn't seeing at all and I needed to fit them in the schedule at least once. Everyone needed at least one appearance. to see every team at least one time. Um, so I, I put Texas and Iowa State aside. I also considered the Sunflower Showdown between Kansas State and Kansas, this one being in Lawrence this year. But I needed to get a Baylor game in, and so I decided to do it here. Baylor at TCU. This is a you know it's an in-state rivalry game. This is an old Southwest Conference game. These are two teams that don't like each other. It's not quite the same ever since uh, he who shall not be named was removed from Waco. <laughs> um, not as on a rail as he should have been, but Baylor TCU, this game in Fort Worth, I think at this point in time, it could be an interesting one. I do think TCU is going to be really good this year, uh, but Baylor, 
who knows if he'll be good or not, but I still think it'll be an interesting game. So I'm, this is my Baylor game. I told you I'm not going to go to Waco. Um, I'm going to Baylor at TCU. But no, look, Texas at Iowa State is the game of this Yeah, week. I think Baylor's always like, a, I know they're bad, but why do I feel like they could win this game? Yeah, but I, I, I do think Dave Aranda had something going on the defense last year. I think that will continue to improve. I just don't know what they're going to off. I don't know. They Baylor's going to pull off an upset or two at some point this season. They just, I feel like they are. Yeah. And I don't think this is it, but it's always one you're like, well, I didn't see that coming. So who knows? Yes. All right. Uh, week 11, are you going to be a homer again? Listen, so it is that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. So at this point, I realize that what the heck Oklahoma has a cakewalk leading up to ISU next week. Cakewalk. Their season is a cakewalk. Number seven, I mean, in the conference. So they're at West Virginia. They're at Kansas State. A possibly limping Texas team, I will give them that 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 could be a difficult game. But I don't know what to expect with Texas this year. TCU at home. They're at Kansas, at Texas Tech. They're by week. And then they have Baylor and then ISU. And so it was it was just at this point in that I got frustrated. And I just got mad that they have such an easy game. But that ha- that has nothing to do with where I'm going. I am going to West Virginia versus Kansas State for a pl- it's a palate cleanser before next week because I'm stressed AF about next week. I'm very stressed about the next week. And so I would just like to see two crappy teams just play each other i hear manhattan is beautiful i looked up what to do in manhattan kansas and i this is where i'm just hitting the liquor store and chilling in my hotel room and watching like catfish for hours um they do they have hotels in manhattan kansas i'm concerned (laughs) that is throwing a lot of manhattan kansas land around here lisa i'm concerned that there aren't any hotel rooms there um but there if there are i will just stay in my hotel room if there aren't i guess i'll bring my tent alisa i tell you what because <laughs> i think we're going to be spending a lot of time together over a couple of weeks because i too am headed to west virginia kansas state wow. somehow when i put this together i'm going to manhattan more than any other wow. location i don't know how it happened but it did i don't think kansas state's crappy i think they were crappy last year because they got beat to squat and didn't have anybody healthy i think kansas state will be more like year one than year two this year. I think West Virginia will be a slight step back because until they figure out the quarterback situation, I have no faith in them. And then their defense is going to take a step back. And unless your offense is going to take a major step forward, it's not because you aren't getting a better quarterback in, especially if Dangy starts again. Then, But I like it's another one of those, like, it could be a super... This is one of those where you're like, meh. I'm like, no, this could be a really good game because it's two teams that I don't think I don't see a blowout here. Yeah. I see a competitive game between two good teams yes. or solid programs. So I'm intrigued by it. I considered TCU at OSU. I had just seen TCU Louis before. Somehow I end up with three games in Manhattan. Don't ask me how. I, I'm not interested in, in OU Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Iowa State, Texas Tech. Although Iowa State, Texas Tech, that's got trap game written all over it. That's between Texas League before Every Oklahoma game. and that game. But I am going to see you there in Manhattan. Love it. And and Lisa, I have a good feeling that we're I'm gonna be seeing you again the following week. We can just hang out in in week twelve. Are you going where I think you're going? I think if we're going to where we would all be going. I'm packing my Xanax <laughs> and I'm going to ISU at Oklahoma. I will be yep. in the corner yep. in the fetal position yep. for the entire game. I do not handle stress well. I do a lot of checking my pulse during games, always pretty normal. I have a surprisingly low resting heart rate. Um, but it, I will be stressed. I will be on drinking or on Xanax. Not going to, I won't mix the two. Um, but I am going to be stressed for this game and that's where I'm going to be. I've said this before and I'm going to, I'm going to grump about it again. Who the at the Big 12 offices said, okay, the two teams we think are most likely to make the Big 12 title game, let's have them face off oh, yeah. two weeks before that game. That makes a ton of sense. No. This also favors Oklahoma. They oh, have yeah. done Oklahoma a favor because Oklahoma doesn't lose at this point in the season. Iowa State's wins over Oklahoma have come because they played 
earlier in the year. They did owe you a favor, which is, you should, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. You should do your best teams a favor because you want your best teams to win and you want your yeah. best teams to go to the playoff and it does good things for the conference, right? Okay. But why is this game that we all think is going to be the title game? And it probably, maybe it won't because so far the team picked two in the preseason has not made the title game since it came back. Just a little nugget for everyone. Always the and first time. There's always a first time. There's also always a first time for a repeat. We haven't seen the same team go back and face oh. Oklahoma. It's been a different team every year since they brought it back. And it hasn't been the team pick number two in the preseason. So the odds are stacked against Iowa State, but we'll see what happens. But two weeks beforehand right. just seems like you could have moved it a week up or two weeks up. It doesn't have to be in September. I mean, you could have early November and put some buffer time between it. Playing this game potentially twice in, in two or three two weeks it's just dumb it's dumb i agree it's dumb it's dumb for the big 12 it doesn't help you everyone's gonna gonna happen they're like okay well we're gonna gonna do this again in two weeks i mean i know that the national media loves uh rematches but it's a little bit early for a rematch a little bit a little bit okay uh it's our last week week 13 because obviously we'll be going to the big 12 title game we don't know who that'll be but it'll be somebody this week offers us the unique opportunity to go to two games because there are games on friday and there are games again on Saturday. I didn't even think of um, that. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. So there's two games on Friday. You have Kansas State at Texas or TCU at Iowa State. And then you have three games on Saturday with Bedlam, Texas Tech at Baylor, and West Virginia at Kansas. Okay. Uh, who would you like your Friday? Let's do this. Who is your Friday matchup? Okay. First? Tell me my Fridays again. Kansas State at Texas or TCU at Iowa State? I will go. I'll go to Texas. Okay. I know. Interesting. And it's just literally just because I don't want to be Homer. Nope. I want, I want to go see Iowa state. I don't care. That's fine. Cause that's where I'm going. Okay. I'm so gonna I, I had a feeling team. we would be seeing each other a lot over these last few weeks. Literally the last three weeks. We're going to, we're going to see each other quite a bit. So yes, you and I, I will both I want to see Iowa state. I have to follow. I have to listen to my heart. Listen to your heart. I'm listening to my heart. So this one to me is, I think I have TCU. Uh, Guess what? I have TCU preseason ranked three third of the Big Twelve, and I think TCU is closer to Iowa State than Iowa State fans want to hear or are going to be mad about. I'm not saying that I think they're on the same page because they have more question marks to me about various things than Iowa State does. But I do think, from a talent standpoint, and if the coaching staff is no longer a kitchen with too many cooks in it, which it doesn't seem like it finally is. I think TCU is the premier, is the number one challenger to Iowa State to face Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. So this is a really, I feel like this is going to be a big game on this Friday. Okay. I think this is going to be a marquee game for the Big 12 when it happens. So which again, not doing Iowa State any favors, playing Texas, trap game, Oklahoma, TCU to end the season. So I'm really interested in this game. This is very much a, this is an interesting game. I don't. Texas, Kansas State, that's great. I, I don't I don't think Texas is in it at this point. So this is a bigger game to me. And I think this is could be the biggest game of the weekend of the Big 12. Okay, so talk to me about Texas. Why do you not think that they're in it at this point? Because, because I, I may agree. Uh, it's year one. Okay. Look, you can have really good seasons in year one and set up for big year twos, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I know they have all the talent there. Nobody year one comes in and just blows everything out of the water. Okay. Everyone has a year one. Now, we've seen plenty of great coaches. Bob Stoops, year two. Nick Saban, year two. Like, you see guys who come into programs that are set up for success. You come in and turn things around quickly. But that's still year two. Like, Texas could be close to in it. But at this point, I don't think Texas is going to be in the Big 12 title game race. I think they're out of it. I think they'll be a good season because I do. I, I'm not saying Texas is back here, folks. I think Sarkeesian's a good coach. But I have I have a lot of questions there. And the talent doesn't over alone doesn't overcome those, despite how good the coaching staff has. Even Nick Saban needed a year to get things really rolling. So I I think Texas will have a fine season, but I don't see them in title contention this year in year one. Okay, I think I agree with that, but I I, I also don't think that I think Texas was down last year is the thing. I think, and I didn't think that they really need maybe they needed the change because of the trajectory. Um, it is politics, but yeah. I think and an inability to develop their players. That yeah. was the biggest thing. I mean, his coaching staff couldn't develop players. And you made a coaching change and then COVID hit and they didn't let it was just 
they were ready to make a change, so you make a change. No. If you know you want to make a change, you don't keep dragging it out. <clears throat> Michigan. Um, <laughs> you just make that change at USC and move on. But right. say love it. Okay, so we'll both be at TCU, Iowa State on Friday. Uh, yes. Saturday. Where are you going? Um, I'm finishing off the season in Stillwater. I, I don't think I've gone to Stillwater yet. Uh, maybe I did, and I just blacked out. Um, but Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, because it's going to be chilly in Ames, so I do not want to go there. Um, but I I looked up Stillwater, and it sounds like there's some delightful breweries, maybe an apple orchard, and I'm going to do some outdoorsy stuff. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, like I said, we're going to be spending a lot of time together in this season. I'm trying to force myself to like go to Texas Tech Baylor and just go to Waco, because I almost would rather go to Waco than suffer through Bedlam. Okay. As an Oklahoma State fan, again. But I'm going to go to Bedlam because, I don't know, I'm a masochist or I'm just a glutton for pain and punishment. Um, you are right. Iron Monk is quite a good brewery and, and it's a great place to to, uh, to soak your sorrows in. Uh, there's Hideaway Pizza, of course. Eskimo Joe's. I can drown myself in in uh, in bacon cheese fries un- until I think, hell, you got to roll me out with a wheelbarrow. So um, I will go to Bedlam. I will go to Bedlam in Stillwater because I like Stillwater better than... Norman, if it were in Norman. I lived in Norman. I can say whatever the hell I want about Norman. OU fans, don't come at me. Um, and I live in Stillwater. So I will go to Bethlehem. We're literally going to spend one, two, three, four. Okay, the last four games. Yeah, from week 11 through all the way Saturday, week 13. You and I are just going to, we're just going to carpool together. I love we'll just, it. We'll just drive around. Save That's save a little happen. bit of money. Yeah, this would be good. This would be good. All right. That feels like a good season. I feel very proud. Um, how do you feel about your list? Still feel good um, now that we've done this? Uh, yeah, I feel good about it. Um, what I don't feel good about is ISU season. I am uh, I am just an eternal pessimist. Um, hmm. I can see us losing six games. I just am stressed about it. Um, I feel like there's too much hype, but I like the hype. I'm... I have not had this amount of stress about a season since last season. So I'm just, I'm stressed out about it. And um, I also feel good about it. And it's so many confusing things and I just need a beer. I, uh, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. <laughs> um, okay. Lisa, this has been a ton of fun. I appreciate it. Do me a favor. You are the co-host on a fantastic podcast called Title Nine. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, definitely. So um, Steph and I co-host the Title Nine podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um, look us up wherever you find podcasts under the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. You will find us every other week. We talk about uh, we talk about women's sports, and then we, we are women who talk about sports. That's the best way that I can explain it. Um, we run the gambit. We talk about uh, tennis. We talk about golf. We talk about Iowa State sports. We hit, we hit football, basketball, baseball, pretty heavy pro sports, um, obviously, because Iowa State doesn't have baseball. I know explain it to me i get it probably the title nine's fault but whatever we have softball and we are awesome at it um but that's what we talk about and we have so much fun and we laugh super hard and it really it got me through covid so go back to the beginning we're hilarious especially me um and have a good time with us lisa woods co-host the town i podcast and red green fan Huge, huge red green fan. Some of you, some of you will know. Most of you won't, especially if you. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in Canada. OETA man. I had a TV with a roommate when we were when I was younger, and we didn't pay for cable, so we had like the UPN and uh, ABC and uh, the PBS channel, which for Oklahoma is OETA and uh, Red Green. Quite, quite the fun. Yes, quite the fun show. If they don't find uh, you handsome, they should at least find you handy. That is a perfect note to wrap on. Lisa, <laughs> thanks again. Everybody go check out the Title Nine podcast. And Lisa, can't wait to get you back on the show again soon. Thanks for having me. Phillips Laban of the 1012 podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. 
And the one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. So I've been thinking a bit this week about how do you gauge success? And I don't think there's a better Big 12 team to use for this discussion than the University of Texas. Um, What does success mean for a place like Texas, where expectations are high across all sports, and they reach those heights in some, but not others? And and so it's, it's a weird conversation, I guess, but it's one that's been kind of poking at me a lot lately. So I'm very excited to have a first-time guest here on the show, Rocky Osborne of the Fire the Cannon podcast, one of my new favorite Texas podcasts, joining us today. Rocky, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I appreciate you including me in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can't have it with an OU person. (laughs) (laughs) You get a different different opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So so here's kind of of the thing I've been thinking. Um, You know, we, we poke a lot of fun at Texas as, as Big 12 fans and college football fans and sports fans because, you know, in college football, they haven't, we, the, the Texas is back joke, and they haven't really lived up to it. I mean, they've made one Big 12 title game in football in the last decade plus, really. And so we talk like Texas is down. And Texas isn't any good. And Texas doesn't matter. And, and we poked at the men's basketball team. You know, they had a nice season and the horrific upset in, in March Madness in the first round. But Texas as an athletic department has had an incredibly successful year. They've had three national championships, one national runner-up. I've lost count of how many Big 12 championships, be it regular season or or tournament this year. Um, They had the men's tennis team who made essentially the final four in that tournament. And then I see, and I get it, it's college football. And we're fans, and it's fun to poke at each other. Like we're a Big Twelve podcast, I still poke at all the Big Twelve teams. That's that's part of the that's part of the gig, right? Right. right. But when you see see um, Texas or recruits at Texas, posting pictures of their time there, and they've taken photos in front of the trophy wall, and people are like, "Ha ha! Can't wait to see you try and do that without having to use all the swimming and diving national championships." And I get it; it's a joke. It's I'm not I'm not saying don't make jokes like that, <laughs> but it, it does make me kind of come back to that idea of like, how do we gauge Texas as successful? You know, this is the this is the athletic department with this massive athletic department budget. They have more money than pretty much anybody else. And they are succeeding. They're just not succeeding at football at the level that we think that they should. So I, I come to you with my initial question of, do we think this was a successful year for Texas or does the inability to win at football at that high level kind of tarnish everything else? Well, we know football is king, right? Not just as money maker, but um, it, it, well, it funds, it funds a lot, but also because it draws media attention, it draws uh, recruiting, it draws hype, it draws, football is, is the big dog. We know that. And Texas has not performed at the level that they are expected to, which is kind of the oxymoron when people say Texas doesn't matter, but let's spend all our time worrying about whether or not Texas matters. So you're saying Texas matters, right? So we people want Texas to be good. And the fact that they nitpick every player, every recruiter who tweeted this and that about Texas shows you that Texas matters. Texas gets clicks and tweets and Texas matters. So we... Big 12, we know, needs Texas and OU to be good. OU's done their job. They've been consistent champions. They've done their job. Um, So, yeah, football needs to be good for Texas to be good. 
uh, to be football needs to be great for Texas to be great, right? And good isn't good enough. We've seen that. Um, Tom Herman was not good enough. And there are highlights along the way for Tom Herman, the Sugar Bowl, you know, 4 0 in bowl games. But then there are some low lights. That is why he had to go, right? So you can't be good and moments of pretty good. You have to be consistently great at Texas. There's really no excuse not to be, right? When you, the city, as much as people like to rag on Austin, it's still the number one city every year in the country for where people are dying to get into, right? The prices of people are paying big money to try to live here. Um, I say here, I'm sitting in Mexico right now, but I do live in Austin. <laughs> um, so people are paying big money to live in Austin. The you know business is booming in Austin. There's a lot happening. Um, so you have a fantastic university. There's just a lot of reasons why people would want to come to Texas, the academics. So there's the recruiting aspect is there, why people would want to come to Texas, why players, young athletes would want to live in Austin and attend the university. But yes, Texas football needs to be good. Texas basketball needs to be good. And we can talk about that in a bit. The insane job Chris Beard has done with this transfer portal, bringing in top recruits from around the country. Transfer you, we're about to be. It's pretty crazy the names he's brought in. Um, so the top three, right? You said, you know, you got to be good. Baseball, they're sending them off to another College World Series right now on campus. They're having a big send-off. So baseball's held up their end of the bargain uh, more, more often than not. Football's been down. I don't – Sarkeesian's hire alone didn't um, – I liked it. I didn't love it. His staff, I love. I love the staff. I love the – experience the you know, of course that you get ragged for saying someone else's resume and you don't apply it to what they've done at your school but the resumes matter and the recruits see who these coaches have put into the nfl and who they've you know built up and um molded into nfl quality players and the resumes are there i love kwiatkowski as dc i like flood on the o-line he gets so much respect nationally so i i like what he's put together sarkisian as a staff so it's hard to say Texas football is going to stay down. So I guess the, the question that becomes, men's golf was good, but they had some injuries that derailed them, but they won their Noblesville Regional. Rowing was the national champions. Mm-hmm. Men's swimming and diving won another national championship. Women's tennis won the national championship. They were Big 12 champs. Right. Women's volleyball was the national runners-up, Big 12 right. champs. Men's tennis, Big 12 runner-up, final four right. in, the, in, in the tournament. And, and the men's and women's track and field were Big 12 champs. So you look at all that and you say, the top three, baseball's doing its part. The other two, not so much. The women's team seems on, in basketball seems to be on the rise. Softball had a solid season, and I still think would have been an OKC had they not had to have been sent to Stillwater. Right. Um, <laughs> but everything else is, is clicking. I mean, really. Most everything else, every other sport, is clicking. So does that make this a successful year for Texas athletics or is it tarnished by, because really deep down, despite all our push to care about women's sports and, and, and affinity and, and a love and appreciation for the Olympic sports, was this a bad year for Texas because football didn't succeed to the level it was supposed to and had to make a new hire? Right. First, I'd like to say thanks to you for um advocating and being a proponent of the women's sports. I've listened to you and even your last episode about the softball world series, really highlighting that and how exciting that was and what good sports it was to watch. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah, that was great. Um, You know, it's that never ending circle. You want to give love to all the student athletes who are training and studying and committing the time and effort to be good all around. Like you said, Texas has, you know, three national championships, competed for another 13 conference championships um, this season. That's really good. But until the big three are all consistently great, it's it's not what Texas, what we should, ex- that's the thing. Like, are you entitled when you expect it? But then do you look at everything that all of the opportunity that's there and it, if it doesn't come to fruition? Were, are you, were you being entitled or were you being realistic? That's a hard balance as Texas fans were considered, oh, you're entitled, you know, alumni, you're so entitled, you demand all these things. But then you say, well, why don't we have all these things when, when every, there's, there's nothing we lack to get there. So uh, when I look at Crystal Conte, the eight um, athletic directors hires recently, 
they're home run hitting so far, right? We have softball coach, he hired Mike White. He's already gone 70 and 20, right? In his first two years. Um, Vic Schaefer, first year with the women, took them to the Elite Eight. I was at that game and it was so bad. We got right. <laughs> Megan, you know, at Fancy Boots, Texas Fancy Boots, Megan, we went to the game. She's the best Longhorn fan ever. We rode to that game, had margaritas in San Antonio, stumbled into the stadium, I mean, the arena, and got ran out the floor. But we were there and good for them to get to the Elite Eight. Um, you know, I like I said a minute ago, that football hire with Sarkeesian, it's the staff that really does it. And CDC is just opening the checkbook for these um, coaches to bring in the support they need to win. Same with Chris Beard. He got to bring in coaching assistants with head coaching experience on his staff. And all that matters, you know, when you're trying to run winning programs is do you have the support? And like CDC says, you know, well, they say coaches win games and administrations win championships. And I think under CDC, they have the administration now to compete for championships and hopefully soon win some championships. Yeah, I mean, I, I think these the reason I like conversations like this is if you're, they're rarely black and white. Right. You say that, was this a successful season for Texas or not? And this is going to sound, people aren't going to like this, but there's there's the world we'd like to live in and the world as we live in, and we have to start operating more in the latter if you want to get the one we want. But for Texas, having the, okay, so if you're a school not named Texas and you get three national championships and a national runner-up and 13 Big 12 titles and a bunch of sports not named football and men's basketball, a lot of schools are going to be really happy with that. It's a really uh-huh. good year. You are puffing out your chest and proud of that. Right. And Texas should be. But I also think that success is measured in part by expectation. And at University of Texas, the expectation is to be successful at football or at the top three, football, men's basketball, and baseball. And we can quibble over whether baseball should be number three. It's just kind of the way it is. I, I, I would make arguments for softball or Women's basketball, but that's fine. We can all, again, quibble. And I think for Texas, the problem I have is, let me put it this way, coming from a, a fan of the Big 12, but at my heart, an Oklahoma State fan, like, that's an awesome year. Mm. If, I, if I had Oklahoma State go, okay, well, you made a bowl game, and you got a win in the NCAA tournament, which I know Texas didn't, um, and all your other teams were having really, really good years, and you're winning, you get three national championships. It's three. You won, th- and I and I feel like people. Well, yeah, but it's rowing. Yeah, well, it's swimming, diving. Yeah, it's, you won three national, national championships. championships. Don't come easy. <laughs> in any, their Ole Miss women's golf team won the national championship this year. And I don't want to have to bring this up because they beat Oklahoma State. That is their first true national championship. Period. I know that that football likes to claim they've got a couple. That's back when any publication, Could an- Tom, Dick, and Harry <laughs> right? regional paper can just anoint you as a football national championship back in the day. That is the first and only NCAA like named national championship that Ole Miss, the university, has. Wow. So there are plenty of schools who would love to be like, we got three national championships this year. Let's go peacock out in the street. For Texas, I think that's where my question becomes from a someone who, who is a Texas fan and, and talks about Texas and loves Texas. How do you gauge this year? And, and is it is it... I don't think it's arrogant to say it's not as successful as it should be because Texas has so much, they have more money than God as the term tends to be. But is it successful? Like, are are you guys happy with this? Or is it like, this was an awesome year, but man, we're so much more focused on next year because football, 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 and men's basketball with Chris Beard. Yes and yes and yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, realistically, um, like I, you know, like I said, there's, all the pieces are there to be a championship program year in and year out. And it's easy, way easier said than done. Um, some programs do it. You know, Alabama has been doing it. Clemson's been doing it. Um, there are programs that compete nationally every year um, and are at the top of their game and they build these machines. Um, Texas was that machine for a while. Um, and, you know, you can get it on all the politics of why all that fell apart, but it's in the rebuilding stage. And like I said, I think with the athletic director like Crystal Conte, it's getting back on track. His hires are solid. 
he supports them and funds them. And the even, you know, you talked about um, is it are the women's sports could there's could there be an argument for one of those being in the big three, right? Um, even the women, like there was social media, not to get too off track, but the social media from some of the um, softball players who were traveling and their terrible flight times and travel arrangements, and they were being put on these commercial flights at 3 a.m. or uh, whatever they were going to do the airport, these crazy things. And our women are saying, oh, we have a private plane funded by the university because our athletic director knows we have to be at class tomorrow morning. So it, it's, it's, it's the, I think all of that goes into championship mentality, caring for the athletes, caring for the students. Um, and now they get to make a little money too. Um, and the whole leverage program at Texas, like they're really working to, they know this was coming, name, name, image, and likeness, right? And Texas has been preparing and educating with this whole leverage program of how they can use their name, the name of Texas, the brand of Texas, the city of Austin um, to make money and how they manage that and do it legally. It's, I think it's pretty exciting as one more, one more chip on how they can build at Texas and, and have the product and people want a dog that it hasn't been great. You know what? It's still the biggest moneymaker and gets the most clicks and gets the most attention in media. So Texas brand matters nationally, even if haters don't like it, they can go see the marketing numbers, <laughs> the brand matters and the kids know it. I say kids, the young athletes know it and there's potential there too, to, to go ahead and, you know, their names and images are being used, pay them for it. And that's happening as of July 1st, right? So, um, or July, yes, July 11th Texas, or July 1st, something like that. It was July 1st is the first one with Florida and Georgia. Now, okay. Texas just passed theirs. Right. I think theirs goes into effect. I, because some reason Texas drug their feet and Oklahoma beat them to the punch. But at least Texas has done it. Mm -hmm. So now we've got we've got two of the states that, that house Big 12 schools with, with NIL uh, laws officially on the books. Right. I mean, you, you're Texas. You... You have the number one total revenue, according to USA Today, by, you've got, what is it, $11 million more than second place at Texas A&M? Like, and then third is Ohio State, which is a $13 million pack. Like, it, Texas has gobs and gobs of money. You should be able to put all of your teams onto private planes and, and treat them with that. It's a benefit right. of, going, of going to Texas. Like, part of that's like, I mean, I'm not... I'm not going to be like other schools aren't treating their athletes fairly. Everyone doesn't have two, you know, $223 million to spend on private planes and things like that. I do think for, for Texas, to me, the biggest problem with the Herman era, and I'll just talk football for just a minute before we wrap up here. The biggest problem for me for the Herman era was the lack of development. And I think that's why he made the coaching changes he did before this past season. And then it did, COVID and politics and everything else that went into his dismissal, I think development was the biggest issue. I mean, how you all feel about the blue chip ratio that Bud Elliott puts out, it, it, it is a massive part of finding success. And Texas, from that standpoint, is the same percentage as Florida, Oklahoma, LSU, and just one percentage point behind Clemson. And yet we see how much more those schools are doing than Texas is able to. So it's doing, they have all the things, as you mentioned, you're getting the recruits. You've got the money to have the facilities. Now the question is, can this new coaching staff do what Tom Herman's staff could not do? And that's take these recruits you're getting them and then turning them into the kinds of... I always go back to Caden Stearns as an Oklahoma State fan who was mad that he went to Texas and not Oklahoma State, but understood why. Caden Stearns was awesome. He was a freshman. He just never looked any better by the time he left than he did as a freshman, which was the perfect example of a lack of development. So uh, my big thing for Texas this year is You've got the talent. You've got a coaching staff that is, I mean, Alabama level, if not better, because you got the money. Can these guys develop these players into what you would expect a team with that level of talent to turn them into? Hopefully, based off their resumes, it's the, it looks like they should be able to. That's, that's the thing I was saying earlier. I, I love this staff. I love their experience. And I hope... We get to have a, normally there's a women's day, you know, like the coaches invite the women to campus and last year it was virtual, but you normally we've been able to go on campus and meet the staff and really get to know their personalities and chat with them and, and run through drills with them and have fun. And you can learn a lot by um, the way the coaching staff treats the women alumni and the women fans. And I've, I've learned a lot from that over the years going to the different staff 
um, women's days. I forget what they call it, women, whatever it's called. <laughs> but I'm hoping we get one this season, this off season, so that we can get to know them too um, beyond their press conferences, package press conferences and resumes. I would like to get a little bit more insight in their personalities. So that will be exciting. But I just, I hope that this seems like the, the, the team is really in on, fired up, recruits are loving it. Lots of always, of course, recruiting hype only matters until they sign, but there seems to be some really good recruiting excitement and Sarkeesian is building some good relationships with some big names and that's exciting. So we'll see, it's, what do I expect the first year to call it a success? I don't know. Um, I don't know, <laughs> do we get a full season? <laughs> I hope so, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to gauge, where to start. I hope they run Bijan a lot. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the number one wish of all Texas fans aside from beat Oklahoma. I think there's just run two Bijan. games last year that would have been wins had they ran Bijan a little bit more. So, but I wasn't the coach, so what do I know? <laughs> well, Rocky, this has been a ton of fun. I really appreciate you joining the show. Thank today. you so much uh, for having me. Yeah, do me a favor. Let everybody know about more about the Fire the Cannon podcast and where else they can uh, they can check out all the fun stuff you do covering Texas. Thank you. So Megan at Texas Fancy Boots and Hannah at Hafro09. I think it's Hafro09. Uh, we have three women who love Texas alumni, big sports people. Um, we just like to talk, keep it real. We just have a good time. Um, we talk about whatever's happening in Texas. We've kind of been on a little bit of a break the last few weeks, but we'll get back as camp picks up and all the excitement picks back up. But you can find us, Fire the Cannon podcast, um, all your favorite places, iTunes, Spotify, all the different podcast places that you go to already, we're there. So you can catch up on our spring talk and we'll be talking summer soon. I look forward to the next episode. I do really enjoy you guys' show. It is a lot of fun. And I appreciate you joining us today. This has been really interesting and a good conversation. And Rocky, I think we're going to have to find some way to get you back on again. Thank you. I hope we kept it real enough. Podcast Network.